0: But let's do this with the undercover covers, because, man, again, I'm so old school minded in my musical tastes that I'm trying to get a little better. But if I'm in the car, if I'm not listening to the radio station, I have my phone plugged in and I'm just listening to my playlist. And it's a lot of, you know, 80s, 90s hip hop, R&B. You know, you throw a curveball every now and then. But that's just about it. So while I was uh. Hey, we're going to start here with my number one, Tyler. While I was in the car, this song will come up every now and then. This is Fat Pat. This is 25 Lighters, And he has another song, uh, uh Tops Drop, that I love. And Fat Pat's from Houston. And I don't even know if he – I don't know any other hits from Fat Pat but those two. But they are in my rotation heavy, and I love them. I love Fat Pat, dude. And I love this tune. And now, I don't know how I got turned on to this. I don't know who did it. I don't know how I found it. But ZZ Top does a cover of 25 Lighters, and it's called I Got's to Get Paid. And this is fantastic.
1: 25 lighters on my dresser, yes, sir. You know I got to.
2: That guitar right there.
1: I on my person, yes, sir. You know I got to get paid.
0: I wanted to get to the verse. I got twenty-five lighters on my twenty-five folks. <laughs> this song is so Going hard. twenty-five Okay, so. This is in my playlist, in my rotation, and when this comes on, man, it is, let's turn it up, let's put the windows down, and let's rock ZZ Top, something I never thought I'd do. Maybe it is the H-Town connection, right, because ZZ
1: Top's Houston as well. Sure. So maybe that somehow, some way, some producer, somebody, right,
3: from, hey. Check this out. Yeah, maybe this is the Bone Brother coming out in Donovan. Dude. Getting indoctrinated with (laughs) classic rock and roll. Those were three, three (laughs) and a half fun
0: years I had, man. They were great. But I I love Fat Pat's 25 Lighters, but this is is a strong, strong cover of it. So, all right. So one time I was in Houston for this cover. Now, we all know the Doggy Style Snoop Dogg album, which is incredible. One of a lot of people will say it's top five. And one of the songs on there, it's uh, <laughs> my wife calls it her ratchet song that she probably there's no way she should like, but she does, and it's uh ain't no fun. And this is a uh, Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg. Who if Nate Dogg is on any track, count me in. I love that dude and his monotone. Hey. Takes me back, man. This is oh, Domino's oh, oh, talking, noise, take you back? drinking, doing all that stuff. It's great. So now I was in, I was in uh, Vegas. We were at a bar somewhere. I can't remember. It was, uh, me and my wife, my cousins, and then all of a sudden, I hear the song on the speaker. It's pretty loud in there, and I'm thinking, what, what is this? So I try to get to a speaker to shazam it, and this song is called Number One, and it's by a group called tuxedo check this out
1: when i met you last night baby you looked oh so lovely i wondered if i got to know you if
0: you might be the one for me Now, this is firmly in my rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's got 80s, 90s. Dude, this song is so good. And at first, I thought Snoops was the cover of this one. right? And then I realized that that was afterwards. I was like, okay, it's, it's great. I love it. So I'll do one more, and then I'll throw it to you, Joe. Sure. Because, you know, grew up with the Jackson 5, and I think I've played this on the station before, but I think it's so good that I wanted to run it back. And Jackson 5, you know, soundtrack. Parents played it all the time growing up with Jackson 5. And one of the songs, uh, one of their better tunes was I Want You Back. So, hit me, Tyler.
3: It still plays, man. Dude. It still plays. A hundred years from now, it's going to play. No doubt. That's the test.
0: That is. That's the test. You, you, you. You know, Mike and his biggest hits and his voice was getting, seemed like worse and worse the whole time. This is absolute perfection from a kid who maybe had one of the most perfect voices ever. Pure. Ever. So we were in training camp in Oxnard at the place. uh, What's the name of that damn place? It's right by the hotel that we stay at where you walk down. No, Oxnard. Spencer McKenzie's? no 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 it's it's a bar I'll think of it but we were we were there one night training camp and I heard Lake Street dive and I was sh- I Shazammed of course because I heard this Tyler and it started playing and I was like this is insane never heard of the group before this redhead can sing N- didn't know anything about him
2: when I had you to myself
0: this is the first time I'm hearing it
2: I didn't want you around okay. Those pretty faces Always made you stand out in the crowd But someone picked you from the bunch One glance was all it took Nights are much too late for me To take a second look Dude, I was like,
0: I don't know who that
3: is, but she could sing her ass yeah, off. So they do their own stuff, but if you go to YouTube, there's a bunch of songs they cover.
0: Really? Okay. Really?
1: Cool. That is fantastic.
0: Incredible. And, and I didn't think anyone covering that song, you would say that is incredible, and it really is. Her voice is fantastic, and that bass and that horn take me right back to New Orleans. Exactly. Man. Oh my goodness. It's just it's jazzy. It's yes. funky. And it's, it's great. So that's what I wanted to present. I like some of those songs you didn't think would be covered to where you like it so much. But, uh, well, that's, that's where, that's where I am, Joe. I'm glad you
1: came up with this idea, right? Okay. Cause it took me down a fantastically fun rabbit hole the past couple of days. Just even finding songs that I didn't even realize were covers. Georgia by Ray Charles. It's a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you knew some of them. Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Right. That was CCR. Right. That was uh Creedence Clearwater. Um I'm not a big Dylan fan. Um so I didn't realize All Along The Watchtower was a cover. Um Respect is a cover Absolutely. of an Otis Redding song. Yep. Um and then even some eighties fun songs. Girls just wanna have fun. Cindy Lauper. That was a cover. And uh Tainted Love. Everybody knows Tainted Love from the 80s, if you're of a certain by age. By Soft Cell. Yeah, by Soft Cell. That was a cover originally released on Motown by an or- artist named Gloria Jones. So that was the fun part for me, just sure. going through down the rabbit hole. I found, um I'm not going to play it, but but you should. Uh Ray Charles covers Yesterday by the Beatles, and it's just, it's fantastic. I- I've heard a lot of That's Ray covers. That's the most
0: covered song of all time. Yesterday. Yes. yes. Donnie Hathaway does a version that will knock your socks off. And it's only a live version. It is fantastic. He is so soulful and so good. And, uh, that's great. So. And then on. our,
1: everybody knows Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you, especially if you're an 80s kid. We all know that, right? Yeah. And we knew that Prince, right, sung it first and actually introduced it to Sinead. What I did not know that it was a cover for Prince. It existed before then. But when I went down this rabbit hole, I found my man Chris Stapleton, and I'm not big in the country, man, but this guy's got something that is so soulful, it is undeniable, and he covered Nothing Compares to You. Stripped it down, made it bluesy.
0: Okay, so, so,
1: that's all I need to hear. That's all. I mean, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Go
0: out
3: every night <laughs> and sleep all day. Yet you touch your
1: Cat that I like because listen, Sinead's was haunting and, and, and foreboding and, and dark. And man, and this is just straight up blues, man.
0: And the differences between all three is just so evident. Like yes. Prince, I like Prince's version better than Sinead. Yes. But I'm just a huge Prince fan. I, I'm not saying anything badly about Sinead, but this one, <laughs> it
3: hits,
1: man. That
0: hits hard. It's undeniable. That's strong. It's undeniable.
3: So I yeah. found that one. I loved it. Sean? I found this one a few years ago. This is Charles Bradley. He uh, he was under Daptone Records in the 50s, soul singer, and he put out an album pretty soon before he died. And uh, this is a cover of a Black Sabbath song. This is Changes, which I'm sure you've heard on the bone quite a bit, but he takes it to a whole new
0: level. I feel unhappy.
3: Yeah. Because he heard it, and it reminded him of losing his mother Damn. years prior. And he held on to that, and this song spoke to him. And this is better than the Black Sabbath version.
0: And the only only time I've heard that song, and we probably played it when I was at the Bone. Yeah. I, I really don't remember, Eminem mm. has a song called yes. Changes. And mm-hmm. he has the Black Sabbath uh, sample. sample in the background. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I just keep on going through Changes. But that's the only reason. That is, that's great. We found like a hundred other good examples, but this one...
3: This is the band you forgot about, Donovan. A couple of weeks ago, the Foo Fighters, maybe the biggest <laughs> rock and roll band on earth. But what did I call? It? I can't remember what band I, I, I was <laughs> Well, were, you guys were so you were frustrated. struggling Red Hot Chili okay. Peppers. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we're just kind of close. But they're to the point now where they're so renowned, they're just doing whatever the hell they want. And of course, they lost their drummer Taylor uh, last year. But before he passed, they were just they decided to do a bunch of Bee Gees songs. And I, I found this one. Heck, this might have gone viral, but I think this is better than what the Bee Gees did back in the day. You should be dancing. put out a bunch of BG songs under the group named the DGs. Okay. And it's, nice. They're all great. Yeah, no. it's You had that rock
1: vibe to it. It's good. Dave Grohl's a bad boy. He, uh, there's a great story that he tells about about being at a party, and he saw some guys who were from the Gap Band, and he went over and said, hey man, I just want to thank you, because I've been stealing drum beats from you guys my whole life. And the guy was like, yeah, we know. <laughs> You, know, you, don't have to tell yeah, you don't have to tell us. Tell us. <laughs> exactly. was so, a bad boy. So
0: man. during the pandemic, we uh, brought some of our coworkers in and we wanted them, hey, you know, what cover songs do you love? Do you enjoy maybe more than the original? And I know, I remember Dan came in and he loved, uh, the, uh, Got to Get You Into My Life, mm-hmm. Earth, Win, and Fire. Yep. Fire's version, yep. I didn't even know that was a Beatles song until I went to, uh, the Paul McCartney concert at Texas State and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Learning some new things. But I found out one, and I think it was from Danny, that was, uh, Al Green did a version mm-hmm. of, I want to hold your hand. That is, I, I think I've played it before. We played it before, and that's why I didn't, uh, uh bring it on this segment. That may be one of the strongest ones because Al Green was a favorite of my parents. So we had a lot of Al Green playing in the house and his version of I want to hold your hand is so insanely good. So good. But again, you have the other maybe acoustic players that you haven't heard of playing rap songs that tickle me. Uh, an emailer, Tom emailed me and said, you want to try Dan Henning? I've never heard of him. H e n i g, and I think he goes viral a ton. Uh, just playing his guitar, and he had the ludicrous song "Move B" (laughs) that uh we listened to in the pre-show meeting. That was the first I ever heard of it, and it's great. And I, I, there are a few YouTube uh, clips of him playing other rap songs, acoustic guitar uh, wise, and it's I I love it. I love hearing that man.
1: Stevie Wonder does "We Can Work It Out" by the Beatles. Yeah, fantastically so. I mean, just. Great stuff.
0: I mean, the
3: Beatles are so covered. So when you yes. hear somebody yes. like Stevie just make it his own, yes, and
1: he and he, and he did from 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 Jump, and kind I it. kind of punching
0: the soul it. in, and I hey. If- you have one of your favorite undercover covers that you want to send away? I am always open to finding that. And it's funny because uh, someone just tweeted me and said, hey, that ZZ Top song came out in 2012. It was like, okay, brand new to me. Wow. I, had, I had no wow. clue.
3: Maybe a weeknight screw around shows
0: in the future. Oh, my gosh. Insane. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I, I will continue to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, one more. Umbrella, the Rihanna song that I love so much. Mandy Moore does a cover of Umbrella That Hmm. is pretty dang good I didn't expect I mean you're missing Jay-Z at the beginning That kind of pumps it up And Uh it's very uh soulful with Rihanna This is kind of soothing Not gonna lie Stripped it down Yeah But you can only do that if you can really sing And she she has a good voice That's a good voice It's Joe Trahan, the lead sports anchor, WFAA, Donovan Lewis. We're here today and tomorrow. Norm is on vacation in New Zealand. It's the world's most dangerous midday show here, 10 to noon, every day on the ticket. Uh Let's start with the Michael Irvin press conference that happened yesterday. I don't know, Joe, what you were expecting from that. And I'm trying to go back to see what I was expecting from that whole ordeal. And I guess a little bit of me thought we would have some sort of resolution if a press conference is called like that.
1: Well, you know how it goes now with, with a lot of these allegations, Donovan. I was hoping that we would get <clears throat> a look at the video sure. to, just to start, just sure. as a starting point. And I, I will say I was shocked that only the, the, the lawyer got a chance to look at it. The, they didn't even let Mike look at the video with the lawyer. That was interesting to me because – You know, if if I was his representative, I would have said, well, I want my client there so he can help help explain to me what he he recalls, what he remembers.
0: Because that may be one of the triggering points of, okay, oh, you had a few belts and I meet. He may have met 10 people on his walk from the lobby to the elevator to try to go up to his room. And maybe that would, you're right, jog the memory of, oh, okay, okay, now I remember that and you can recall what was being said. And you
1: can try and, you know, explain, you know, whatever happened and why, you know, uh, why the woman had the reaction that she did. And, you know, listen, it just, um, something seems off. Normally in these situations, we do find out, (laughs) you know, what, what the person is accused of. I still haven't heard the accusation. Right. Um, and I kind think, of
0: spelled out. Yeah. And that's one of his hangups also. Like, what am what's happening? What what are you accusing me of? Because you just all of a sense so, of, well, inappropriate, like inappropriate. What? Right. Like, <laughs> was it because of what I said, what I did? And, yeah, the video is probably not going to have any audio to it. But it's uh someone reached out to me today and said, maybe it's not putting a video out there for the masses Because you don't want to put her in a point to where she's going to be looked down upon or someone may threaten her because people are going to take up for Michael Irvin and don't know if people called and said, hey, what, you know, who is that or what's going on? And she can easily be identifiable with the Internet if her face is out
1: there. Well, but here's the thing that I know, and this is this is in my realm. Okay, right. The way that we can conceal that identity is not very hard to do, right? You could put the spot shadow over the okay, face. Right, you can right. pixelate the face. You could, heck, you could pixelate, you know, most of the entire person and still try and get the essence of what that encounter was like, right? And listen, this is one of those things where there are two people who know what happened and we are not Either of obviously those. Obviously, it's just one because you know? the other
0: one being accused, he has no clue. <laughs> yeah, he has no clue what the he heck he, he said. He doesn't remember anything.
1: That's a good point. And, that, and again, it, it's hard for me to wade into these waters, right? Because the judgmental factor in terms of, of what happened, what did not happen, it's difficult to know. I mean, there's so many variables um, that go into these situations. Um, obviously, something serious occurred, you know, to that person.
0: Because what could be a throwaway line for one yeah. could be the most shocking thing you ever heard to someone else. Yeah, And it's just him saying, you know, you're being, okay, kicked out of the hotel and then the network trying to get ahead of it. Because, okay, what if something really bad happened? And then he's out doing Super Bowl coverage and all that. That can reflect badly upon a network. So they – Probably went above and beyond to say, well, we'll just pull them until we figure out what happened. But it just feels like that that's never going to be figured out. Well, here's the really interesting part. Now, I
1: kind of just formulated this as we as we walk through it further. What did the Marriott tell NFL Network? That was they had to tell him something, right? Exactly for them to take that swift, a swift
0: action, that penal uh, penal action. What did they tell him? I know. And then followed right by ESPN because he was supposed to be on that week with Stephen A. on on First Take, and they immediately said, "No, no, we're good." But you would think the employer yes. would pick up the phone and say, "Okay, tell me what happened."
1: Yes. What and, is it? And then the you know the other overarching issue that's involved with this case is and you can't get around this whether fair or not is is Michael's past. Uh we all know it. It's well documented. Um this wouldn't be the first sort of encounter along these lines and and listen, fair or not, um perception is what it is sure. and, and and you know, in this case for Michael, unfortunately for him,
0: that's going to come into play. And, and and that's how it works. Every case is different. Just sure. because he did something in the past doesn't mean he did something Agreed. at that particular moment. Agreed. But you're right. If you know, if you have three kids and one of your children is consistently getting in trouble, <laughs> and you walk in, there's a broken lamp. Guess what kid you're gonna look at? <laughs> the kid that's always in trouble. And no then doubt. when he tells you, "I didn't break it," are you sure? <laughs> kind of give him the side <laughs> eye bit. And the I, reason I know that is because I was the kid oh. that was uh, always in trouble. My two sisters, they always looked at me. My name was called first. I, I didn't do that. This time. I didn't. I promise you I didn't. But sure you didn't. The, yeah, the action that he's taken as far as g- getting in front of it also saying, look, no, 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 no. You can't just do that. I'm just not going to accept the fact that that you can drag my name like that and not be able to work? Or how long is it going to last? Like when football season starts back and they start the draft, will it be on the draft coverage? Now I have
1: always said this because there are some, there are some people in public relations when something bad happens, crisis management terms, right? They'll just kind of not say anything, wait and see what happens. I have always been of the mind of, look, I didn't do anything, and I'm gonna make sure you dang sure. well right. know I didn't do anything. If
0: I'm gonna get into trouble, yes. If then it's gonna, gonna be something that I did, if you're gonna accuse you're gonna me, get the enjoyment out of my trouble. All <laughs> right, no, 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 no.
1: Right. So from from that standpoint, you know, interesting, but again, looking at track record, Michael has done that same sort of thing before. He's 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 brought the countersuit before when things like this have happened and 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 then they settled, settled. right? Right. And they settled. And I wonder if that's, is that where we're headed? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Because I wonder how it's going to, if there's no resolution and we get settled, will that satisfy the NFL network? Will that resolution of just saying, all right, well, all right, well, we're going to pay whatever just to make it go away. Are they going to now say, okay, you can come back to work. But they don't even know exactly truly what happened that they pulled him in the first place. So when will we see him on when will we see him on there again? If ever. like I wonder if that's gonna cause him to lose his job. And out of all the things that's happened and if that is the cause of him losing his job, a minute and a half conversation with someone in the lobby of a hotel, that's that's wild,
1: man. it is. But I will say this, it is doubtful. To me that the resolution of this case will bring much more clarity than we have now, which is really strange because normally, you know, okay, so and so is accused of this, you know, because whoever is accusing wants to make sure that people understand the gravity of
0: whatever is involved. But I think I guess the lawyer in the press conference yesterday was letting, you know that there was no way it was some kind of physical altercation truth. because the, yes. of the way he explained everything. Look, they had a laugh. He touched it, He brushed it on the elbow. Then he brushed on the elbow again. And then they shook hands and then they left. Like he's letting you know that it has nothing to do with any physical harassment whatsoever. So now it's the case of maybe him saying something inappropriate. Right. And we'll never know the truth of that because Mike doesn't remember. And she obviously had to tell someone something. In order for them to kick him out of the hotel and for all this to happen. So it's been told to someone.
1: Marriott knows. I mean, they wouldn't have went to Mike's room and snatched him out if someone there did not know on the spot, right? And, and how they went from there to that action was something that was said. Again, man, it's, it's a wild. This is, this case is unlike most that we have in this realm.
0: And it is amazing now in this day and age that in a hotel lobby with people and I, I can remember being at the Super Bowl and we were leaving Friday going to the uh, going to the airport. Norman and I were standing outside and there were autograph seekers. There were phones everywhere because they had some event at our hotel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you saw Thurman Thomas get out of a car and walk in. Jerry Jones get out of a car and walk in. And they consistently had their phones up recording pretty much everything when they saw anyone. And just to be in this day and age where everyone has a recording device, I'm shocked that someone didn't see Michael Irvin walking into a hotel, immediately pull out their phone and just started amateur filming that thing. That's a good point. And wonder if, you know, if you're standing right by him, the conversation is on that. It's just... That whole thing is is just weird, especially with him saying, "I have no clue what the heck I'm being accused of." Like, and I think even if he would have remembered saying the most inappropriate thing to her, he would want to put that out there to say, "This is what I said. Right. This is what I did." And it may, I don't know. It, I would rather that be out there. Then the mystery of not knowing what the heck it is and I'm still in trouble. Well, because Look, you- I said this and I did this and I said this because in these cases
1: when we don't know, it is very easy to think the worst. You
0: can assume. Right. And it I'm is pretty sure we've all assumed yes. what the heck you may right. whispered in a, ear and a minute and a half conversation. Right. But I would definitely even if it's inappropriate. I think I would put it out there if I remembered. I, I propositioned this, I said this, and I said that. In that minute and a half, and that's what happened. That is the absolute truth. Make it of, a, of it what you will, and if that causes me to lose my gig, that's just how it is. But I'm putting it out there so you don't have to assume a thing. But, hey, you know what? If I had a few belts, maybe I wouldn't remember. I don't know. All right, it's, uh, it's 11th. You ever seen Hello. Lana Richie and... Uh... You know, we are talking Concer- about that
1: earlier in the week, man. I think you're on to something because uh, my wife and I do like the, the American Idol and the singing shows mm-hmm. and, and all of them, right? I, I love live music. I just love live music. And when those kids get out there, you know, so it would, pro- his catalog is so prolific, man. He's got so much going on. And I do the Commodore's days. It, nobody remembers that, right? They all, uh, a, a lot of the pop stuff when he crossed over to pop was his solo stuff. Right.
0: Man, go back to the Commodores, yeah. man. Great stuff. Zoom is a is a song that's probably the only Commodore song that's in my rotation now. I don't know why I don't have like Brick House or whatever. You know, that, that was yeah. a big commercial hit. But Zoom is one of the ones that I, I love the most. It's about a six or seven t- song minute song. And yeah. I usually shy away from the long tunes. But that one's really good. And it shows the quality of his voice. He really belts out that that tune, and he wrote so much of that
1: stuff and produced so much yeah. of that stuff. The talent that dude's got's off the charts.
0: And was that Tom Joyner almost a member of the Commodores, or was he
3: I'm the looking, Tom Joyner you, Morning Show? I think I have the wrong. Really? Uh,
0: I think I have the wrong crowd to uh, uh, to answer that question. But <laughs> well, I, do... well, I was going to see you. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm not trying to say a thing. I said exactly what I said. I'm, out saying yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying, I'm not sugarcoating anything. I do believe that's the case. He was really, I think it was the Commodores and Tom Jonah that had a really tight relationship so much so that he was almost a part of that band. But whatever. I may be wrong on that. That's not going to be the first time. Another rabbit hole. That I know, that's to... right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just talking about Officiating and the game last night. Uh Mavericks lose to the Pelicans. Luca gets his fifteenth technical. Now he's told us in years past, even when he got to twelve and thirteen and fourteen, I will not be suspended. He just told us flat out, it's not happening. And he got the one yesterday and it didn't seem like much. Like I've seen times where Lucas begging to be teed up. Hey, it happens. You get in the mood, coaches are gonna get in the mood. Sometimes they just want the tech. But now he has this reputation that whatever he does, they're going to look at him and say, I don't want to hear this today. Luke, I'm tired of you. Boom. Tech. And that felt like the tech last night. I don't know if it's going to get rescinded because you just don't know exactly what he said, but he was pretty calm in his, you know, in his actions last night. He wasn't demonstrative.
1: No, it no. had to be one of the. It had to be one of those words because it happened so quick and it was definitive on the officials' part. Yeah, she right? didn't waste any time. No, no, no. She, she didn't waste she did any not. time whatsoever. I'm like, but, okay, he said something. I went, <laughs> you know me, looking at the Zapruder film. Right. I went back and rolled it back three or four times. He definitely barked something, and whatever it was, he's he, uh, went across. And those the
0: line. guys talk to the officials any kind of way all the time. True. Draymond Green at the top of his lungs will curse. <laughs> Like a thousand times. It's almost like the Seattle Seahawks defense. He has the mindset. Hold all the time. Right. And every now and then they may They'll call, call it, it. But if you hold all the time, they're not going to call it all the time. Draymond curses a ton, but you know, he's right up there with the league leaders also as far as technical files. But he says that he is not going to get suspended. This is going to be the challenge because he's one away from, uh, from getting the one game suspension. Now recall last year, he did get the 16th. That's right. But it was rescinded. It was rescinded that's right. Right. That's and that's right.
1: the only reason he played in that final game. And he ended up getting, uh, oh, nicked that's up. right. Remember? That's right. And didn't and play at the hurt. beginning of the playoff series, right? When Jalen Brunson and the rest of the crew went off. And so. And they
0: were like, why did you rescind it? If you didn't rescind <laughs> it, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: That was that. That's that's right. So while he says that, his actions and the past, unfortunately, don't, don't back that up. And man, when we're talking about 15, Luke, And we'll see how long it takes for him to get back. That MRI will be incredibly important. But however many games, let's say it's 10 games. Luca, 10 games? No text? Yeah, let's see. That's a challenge. That's going to be a a challenge for him. Right.
0: So, we officiating in the NBA, there are a lot of times and there are a lot of well-known officials that do have the, hey, look at me and you're not going to show me up because I'm an NBA official and you're just a player. What are you talking about? And for some reason, I must've clicked on some video uh on Instagram that showed a lot of bad umpire oh, calls. Dude. Um, shows are the worst. Every mm. other yeah. like video that's on Instagram for me is some kind of crazy umpire call, a bad call of them kicking someone out for just staring at them or whatnot. But it's, it's, Really bad in baseball, and it's really bad in basketball. Football and hockey, I don't know if you have too many, hey, look at me, guys, and just throwing it because I can. And in baseball and basketball, it's like they get to know the
3: ump or the official's name. And right, And it becomes, right. okay, it, especially, I guarantee you, Luca barks the name of whoever, the No question, no question. Giving yep. Giving him grief.
0: So last night, Freddie Van Vleet from your Toronto Raptors. Oh, they're Toronto Raptors. It's not your Toronto Raptors. I don't think I've ever heard an athlete say this. I've heard athletes get fined, of course, and they're just saying, hey, referees are trash. It's bad call, bad game, trash. But he went off.
2: I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um Ben Taylor was fing terrible tonight. Um I thought that on um, most nights, you know, a couple other you know, out of the three there's one or two that just f the game up. You know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple, couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bullshit tech, Change the whole dynamic of the game. Change the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. Game up. Nobody's coming to see that. Shit. They come to see the players. And, um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And, um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with. Ben Taylor officiated. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal and um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed, um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I dumped that. And yeah, we got clearance. The, oh, did you really? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know about the clearance. I didn't have the and special code. And we dumped code. it too. We caught it. In I got time. it. And I'm always
3: curious if that dump button actually works.
0: Well, if I don't know if it did or not, but I pushed it. It did work. Okay. Woo! <laughs> 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 that shocked me. I'm <laughs> me sorry. <too. laughs> I didn't know you got clearance. Should I apologize have told you beforehand. I'm uh, sorry. Yes, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't know, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard a player just flat out say a name like that, and then go off like that. So I'm curious to see, yeah, he's going to take the fine, how much that one's going to be.
1: Right, and that's calling into question the integrity of the game, right? And one
0: official that he named twice. Yes,
1: that Ben Taylor was going after him specifically.
0: And I think the NBA may try to make an example out of that. I'm guessing 75 grand?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I will say this, though. He has now put Ben Taylor on the radar of all of his fans.
0: But I do wonder if that's going to put a little air in Ben Taylor's chest. You think that's mm. going to calm him down from being the jerk that he is? Or is he going to say, oh, now Ben Taylor is kind of a name that everyone knows. And when he officiates the next game,
3: he'll be like Joey
0: Crawford, Joey Crawford
1: <laughs> the worst of all time. It's
0: going to be like what? Billy Crystal in uh, Forget Paris. No?
3: It's a weird reference, but okay.
1: Thank you. You remember when
0: he kicked everyone out sure. of that game? Thank you.
3: Farewell <laughs> to Kareem. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going.
0: <laughs> My references are out of control. <laughs> yeah, he no, was. Man, Joey mean, Crawford was. Wait,
1: well, he was the worst. I mean, when Tim Duncan's laughing on the bench and he points him out. I mean, nobody will ever
0: forget that because it was so egregious. Come on, man. And I've always hated the double tag. That's the cop-out. And any NBA official just to – even when you have the guy that's the hothead and he's on the, uh, you know, on the cusp of always getting 16, those double techs kind of add up and it's just yeah. almost for no reason. So if they stop play and they just stare at each other you know, kind of closely and not say a word and then the referee would just throw a double tech out there. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. That's not worthy of that. And that's just kind of adding on to the fact that, now um, they can get way more control of it besides just throwing out text. They feel like it's, you know, it's candy on Halloween. That that's their ultimate. Hey, we can just throw a tech because we are who we are. There are some times when you probably need to get control of the game and calm everyone down. But I think a lot of the uh referees, even if you go to a huddle in a timeout, you can have one referee go to one huddle, yep. one go to the other, and say, Look, knock it off. Chill the blank out. We're doing what we're doing, chill out, and we'll just go about this thing. And,
3: and but, it's not the physical game it was a couple decades ago, you know? To that's where we get really testy. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, Sean. Yeah, it's it's not the same. But
1: I do think that there are some refs who think that they have to use that power to get control of the game, and it should not be that way. Because here's the deal. Think about if you do get a Luca is a great example. If he gets double teched in the second quarter of a game that fans had to save up to end up in the top, are you kidding me? And I can't watch Luca. I'm mad at I'm mad at the ref. I'm mad at the game. I'm mad at the system. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I would be mad at Luca. Give him one. Have him go sit down in a corner and figure it out. And I think they do that. Like that most of the time. Most of the, of, the time. Okay,
0: if, especially if he gets an early tag. No matter what he says, we're going to try our best not to throw him out. But then you do just have the people, uh some of the referees, who start feeling themselves a bit. And maybe they're having a bad day. Look, it's a tough game to officiate, I understand. You're not going to get every call right, but that's every sport. But they, they're they used to that. I mean, they've been doing this for a while, and they know what they signed up for. But a lot of them are just, hey, look at me. I'm in control of this game. I can do what I want and you can see when that's happening. And it's like, like you said, hey, no one came to see the referees. No, Blow your whistles. No. But that, then the, the players are going to bitch about, you know, called too tightly or called too loosely. Too loosely. That's That's the nature of the business, right? That's how it goes.
1: And we've seen games that do get out of control in terms of the physicality, not like, the 80s bad boys anymore we don't see that kind of thing but you can see it and listen there's a way to rein it in and it should be part of being a professional for a referee if you have to resort to a tech too much that should be a stain not some kind of i'm gonna puff my chest out because i got
0: control and it's almost like they have no recourse whatsoever they can do exactly what they want to do and oh you know what you may not be able to uh officiate in the playoffs okay Oh, right. you, they're not taking you off the the, the, the regular season, right? You're still right there. So, anyway, Fred Van Vliet. I got $3 on his front. fine. I'll put $3 on it because he spoke the truth. I'll match that. I'll match that. $3, dude. That's what I'm talking about. That's that WFAA money right there. <laughs> All right, let's give it the hang zone. We'll do that next ticket.
1: Cowboy season. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Thank you, man. I did too, man.
0: That is so soulful, man. Yeah. That is funky. Big Al Green fans. My parents, they uh, I, they, they went to go see him at the uh, at the old Starplex. I don't know what it's called now. Fair Park, and he's on stage, of course. And you know, later on in the years, he's he's Reverend now, right? The right Reverend, yeah. So he started the concert off by playing some you know some gospel music <laughs> that didn't fare too well with the crowd at, in South Dallas. <laughs> and they started booing. <laughs> no. And they say, <laughs> in the middle of one of the church songs, uh, they're like, Bring, love and happiness. And Everybody goes nuts. So crazy. <laughs> you got to know your audience, baby. You understand. <laughs> this is not what I came to hear. I want to hear that. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Tomorrow, we'll be back gotta catch another flight okay i'm sorry i was singing that the whole time just been... <laughs> that's with joe <laughs> we'll be back 10 to noon having some fun i get to come back yes you do one more day though that's it that's it that's the limit Damn. okay all because right people Whatever start talking after that Ooh. but we'll throw it to the hang zone now and that is dan and jake hello hang zone hello hello do we have any new postcards from norm is it postcards with or from from okay, postcards from
3: norm. Is that uh his, yes, his Instagram page. It yes. is. I Where think we do. Told everybody what the Eiffel Tower was. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> this is the landmark. You may have you may not have heard of this. <laughs> hey Dan, let yes, me read the... you Norm's bio on Postcards from Norm. Norm Hitzkus, Radio sports talk show host. Avid world
3: traveler. Author and dog dad. Dog dad.
0: Doesn't say grandfather. Sorry to
3: Uday and Kuse. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) You think they're just upset right now? Like, come on, man. You claim us all the time. I think there are three videos posted from postcards from Norm since he left on his trip. Two have the rose laptop in front of him. And one, he's sitting in front of a. He's outdoors. Yeah, he's sitting in front of a restaurant, I do believe, with a. Is that a lobster? lobster? Yeah. Yeah. With a big lobster in front of him, boy, he's chilling on that park bench. He really is. Yeah, that is that is chill norm right there. Some young lady sits down, and it's over. (laughs) (laughs) He's she'll see those sandals. Yeah, start swooning. Offer a nice Uh, nice thing of butter for that lobster. A little butter with your lobster, there, sweetheart. (laughs) Where is he? (laughs) He's in New Zealand. (laughs) They're staying in like six or seven different hotels as they make their way around the island. So they're just driving. The whole. Well, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Mary's driving the whole way.
3: Yeah. Is that the explore nation you went to, Jake, with the penis museum? Oh, that was Iceland. Iceland. Pretty far away. They're they're not close to each other. Not at all. Mm.
0: <laughs> 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 and, you know I'm with you, Dan.
1: Thank you. Don't let them discourage watch. you like GSU, that. <laughs> Energy mothership at Victory Park, hard
0: by the AAC. <laughs> This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Tick. KTCK AM, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound, A cumulus media station. This is the, Tick,
1: the Ticket, the home of hot sports opinions. Yeah, by the way, that's when you need a new coach, when the coach
3: agrees that you can't do anything about it. Big name Joe Buck, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Funny bits. Do the Cowboys suck a what? <laughs> Wheels off
1: moments and laughs. Oh, Set the, the P1 voice. button on your radio. Streaming online 24-7. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310. The Ticket.
3: Let's talk Prosper Ford for a moment, where it is currently truck month. Uh, the all-new Prosper Ford, up the tollway, off 380. Uh, stop by. You can also shop online at prosperford.com. It is the pride of my good friend Chaz Gilmore. He's, uh, of course, been running great by Ford for uh, many years, but he got to pour the concrete on this one. This is uh, his, his, his goal was to... Uh, Get his own dealership, and, uh, this is, it's unbelievable too. And right now, they've got a special allocation of F-Series trucks, uh, ready to go home with you today, fully stocked with some of the largest truck inventories in the area, including that hard-to-find F-150, uh, F-150 Platinum, and King Ranch, uh, King Ranch. So check out Prosper Ford, uh, just up the tollway on 380. It's awesome. Or shop online, prosperford.com. Are you looking for the next home for your company? Locate your business in Terrell. Ray Dunlap here with Terrell Economic Development Corporation. Terrell's economy has remained strong through COVID. That's because Terrell's pro-business leadership has taken a role to protect public health and support local businesses. Join the list of successful manufacturing, distribution, and retail businesses that call Terrell home. Visit TerrellTexasEDC.com to learn more. Terrell, we're booming and there's still room for you. Hey Corby here, having your home or business damaged by fire, water, or mold is stressful, but with Zeus restoration, doesn't have to be.